Thanks for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I have a second grader. Her name's Naomi, almost eight years old. And I started Positively Dad earlier this year to be a resource for dads. You know, there's just not a lot out there for us. If you go online and look for anything about parenting, most of it's geared for mom. And so that's why I started this earlier this year. And thank you for listening. We do two podcasts every single week. On Monday, I do an episode where I talk with an expert about something that we should think about to help us grow and become better as parents or partners or people. And then on Thursdays, I do one of these. It's called a dad talk episode. And this is where I find a dad and talk to him about being a dad. I'm excited about today. The dad we're going to talk to is named Gary Patton. Gary is a stay-at-home dad, has been for the last five years. He lives in New Jersey. And he got some attention Because last week he wrote a piece for parents called, I'm a stay-at-home dad trying to get back in the workforce and I see why moms say it's so hard. And he talks a little bit about why he chose to stay at home and now the journey he's on to get back into the workplace now that his son is in school. And he's just getting some perspective about what many, many moms have faced when they go through that process. So that's what we're going to talk about today and I'm excited to do it. Let's jump in. Guy, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Well, thanks for having me, James. Yeah, my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your family. Well, I am uh, the dad of a six-year-old boy, Finn. My wife and I uh, live in Jersey City, New Jersey, and uh, we've been together uh, for many years. We got married in 2001, so we kind of waited to have kids. I'm kind of glad we did because I think I'm a little more patient than I might have been if Mm. we would have had uh, kids when I was younger. I'm an older dad, but I think uh, it's been a, a, a real blessing and a benefit to have waited a while. And uh, we've just got the perfect kid for us. Well, good for you. We're, we're kind of like you, right? I'm, I'm 42 with a seven-year-old, and we're only child. And um, and yeah, I'm so happy that I became a dad when I did for kind of the same reasons, right? Doesn't mean I'm perfect, and yet I, just, I do feel like I have a different perspective than maybe my mom, who was 24 when I was born. Sure. Same here. Yeah. You know, I look back on 24-year-old Guy Patton, and I can tell you, he was not ready for kids. There you go. So so your story is really interesting, and you just did a, a piece for parents, which is how we found out about you, and I'd recommend for people to go find that and read it, where you talked a little bit about the decisions you guys made in in raising your son and, and, and for your family, and then the transition you're making now. So give us the background on why you're a stay-at-home dad and how that decision came into place. Well, yes. Prior to uh, having my son, I was working uh, for a media company in New York, and um, I was a broadcaster for many years, and I was uh, an operations manager. Uh, That was my last job, uh, full-time job. And we had uh, our son, my wife and I both worked. After the very short period of time that we had for paternity leave, uh, my wife had a couple of months. I had a week's vacation. We were faced with, well, what are we going to do now? And we found a daycare that we were happy with, but that experience was traumatic. I mean, taking our, our newborn child and dropping him off every day with strangers was something we, we hadn't really planned on, something that we didn't really know what it would be like until we did it. And then we found out we did not like it. And I know this is a, a, a challenge that many parents face, and we were lucky enough that we were in a financial position that one of us could leave their job. And we looked at our insurance and, you know, job stability and all the things that you have to consider when you make this kind of a choice. And we decided that it would be best if I left my job. And I'd never seen myself as a stay-at-home dad. It's just, I really kind of defined myself through my job in many ways, but it, it made the most sense. And so that was a decision that we made. And then I stayed home with my son and I did that for about five years. And he is now in school, a first grader. 
And uh, I'm trying now to get back to work. And mm. that is proving to be a real challenge for me. There are so many things wrapped into this. I mean, we could have a discussion about parental leave, <laughs> right. which, which we've had on this podcast before. And um, we could have a discussion about what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad and, and that discussion about what it's like to get back in the workforce. Because while the number of stay-at-home dads has like doubled in the last 30 years, it's still a small group of people. It is. And, and so the, the challenge that you experience, I think, gives perspective on something that many moms experience when they do it. Mm-hmm. And yet I want to I talk with you a little bit about what it was like to be a stay-at-home dad and what, why that was the right thing for you. And then we'll jump into the transition back into you know, work life. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, being a stay-at-home dad has been really great for me. You know, at first, it, there's that shell-shocked time when you just change in diapers and there's the sleep pattern and trying to readapt to living. And once you get past that hurdle, then you can kind of think about, well, what kind of parent do I want to be? What are my values and, and how can I uh, impart them? And how can I uh, zero in on what my child is interested in and, and help him pursue those things? You know, so, so all that stuff is later. You know, the, and, and for me, it was incremental uh, coming to those kinds of parenting routes and choices. Once I you know, got over the initial shock, I, I feel like I really got the opportunity to grow into that kind of parent. Uh, who is concerned about those kinds of things because I had that everyday experience of being a hands-on dad uh, and going out to the playground every day and, you know, interacting with the moms and nannies and going to the mommy and me classes and being the only guy there, even though, yes, there are more stay-at-home dads now than there were certainly when I was a kid, but um, it's still very sort of mommy and female caregiver centric. And so being a, a male in that world, I feel like has made me you know, have a new appreciation for that role. And certainly it's, it's, uh, it's made me um, much closer to my son than, than I ever was with my father. Well, what have the last, you know, five years, I guess that, that five years that you were at home, what did you learn during that time? Well, you know, I call it hold the handrail parenting. You know, I'm a grown man, so I can pretty much walk downstairs most days without falling. But uh, if I want my son, who is a train wreck to hold onto the handrail, I have to do it. I have to model that behavior for him to get the results that I want. I I feel like that has taught me um, not only to do that uh, as a parent, but it's it's taught me to do that in every aspect of my life. I have to set the standard for people that are looking to me uh, for leadership. We'll certainly be that way when I go back to work. Things that I took for granted that I know and know how to do in my job I've learned and I had to learn them the hard way. And I had to learn them by finding people who cared enough about me to mentor me. I had to find out by making mistakes and falling downstairs a bunch. Mm-hmm. So it, if I can become the kind of leader that can be aware that that's where people are and meet them there, and, and not in a paternalistic way, but, uh, but in a way that is more of a leadership by example, then, um, then I feel like uh, that's going to be a better way of approaching things. Yeah. Well, we're connecting in a human way. I mean, that's the end of the day. We just want that type of connection. Yeah. So, okay. So now your son goes into first grade. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking in December. So he's probably been back in school, what, since August or something, or New Jersey, probably September, right? Yeah, September. And so yeah. I've I've basically been looking for a job since then. And, and what's uh, that been like? 
<laughs> well, um, it's been it's been different because you know the last time I had a job was in a job. You know, it was for for many years, and so online uh, applying for jobs wasn't as 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 much of a thing. That indeed did not exist mm-hmm. um, when I, uh, or maybe it did, and I just wasn't aware of it. Applying for jobs that way is is a lot different. Um, trying to justify or explain this four year gap uh, in my resume is uh, a challenge. Now I've been doing freelance work, like writing that article for parents and doing a lot of advertising things and, and other stuff, but you know, it's, it's freelance work. And so it's, it's really hard to point to, uh, this is what I've achieved in that time. So I've had to justify that gap in my resume by saying, Hey, I've, I've been staying at home with a child. Uh, and this is what I've learned. You know, uh, I've grown as a, a human being as a result of that. And I think I'll be a better employee as a result of that. I'm a more patient person, a more empathetic person. But I don't know if that cuts through when you're applying for jobs on autofill population uh, websites and through algorithms. Uh, and I don't know if, if I'm able to communicate that to a human being uh, as effectively as I would like to. Yeah. Well, it seems like that that on a dad's resume, there's one expectation, and on a mom's resume, there's another. I think that's true. Uh, you know, obviously, look, women have had it very difficult uh, in this area for a very long time. Just being a woman at work is harder than right. being a man at work. That's right. that's that that these are facts. And and for women going back to work, uh, it has always been difficult. But I think increasingly, and I've seen some some studies about this. Increasingly, there's an expectation that a woman might have a baby gap on her resume. Uh, where she took time off to raise a child, and that's a little more accepted. Uh, when I turned in my notice at my my last job, my and I told my boss I, I'm going to go uh, leave this job and stay at home with my son. He was surprised. He said, "Really?" And and, and I think that's an attitude that is pervasive uh, when it comes to dad staying home with kids at this point. So you know, if I had it to do over again, I definitely would have done more work um, and tried to find some volunteer positions that would have been better resume fodder over that four-year period. I mean, I, look, I was enjoying being with my son and having adventures and going to the playground and doing kid stuff, but I knew that one day I'd be here trying to go back to work. And so I, I, I wish I'd have done more. And so if for dads who were contemplating doing this, uh, I'd, adv- I'd advise you to do that. Yeah. Go find something, I guess, to put on the resume. And at the end of the yeah. day, though, I mean, you should be able to spend five w- years with your son and then be able to go find a job. And that's that's what I think is so interesting is you're, you're exactly right. You're getting the perspective that, I mean, gosh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of moms have experienced. Right. And now you're getting that perspective. So what are you learning through this that you want other people to know? Well, just that, that, that uh, you know, there, it's going to be a challenge. Don't assume that you're going to be able to go right back to work because it's going to be difficult. If Again, if I had it to do over again, I think I would have maintained my network a little better. A lot of my peers um, have moved on and moved up in their careers, people that I used to work with. Now, many of them are don't have kids. And so when you become a parent, you tend to gravitate towards your friends with kids and you your couple friends usually become family friends, friends with kids. But I, I think it's important to... Maintain those relationships, those business relationships, because you're going to need them. Right. If you're going to move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. What now you've had some you've had an interview or two or something, if I recall. And so tell me about that when you sit down and go, (laughs) hey, this is what I've been doing. And I mean, because I feel like and you mentioned the article that the one of the opportunities you had that ended up not panning out was really an entry level. I mean, you, you are, yeah. your, your ability ex- exceeds the opportunity. So talk about that process 
and what's happening in your interviews? Well, uh, I'll take a quick step back because, uh, as I said, I was a radio broadcaster for many years, and uh, here we are on a podcast. Podcasts have kind of killed radio in many ways, mm. and so the the industry has contracted a lot. So a lot of the jobs I used to do kind of don't exist anymore. So uh, I've been looking into other careers, and you know, I, I, I'm a writer, and so I thought getting into TV writing would be a career that I would like. So uh, I was fortunate enough to get an interview with a showrunner for a, a new series that hasn't debuted yet, but that will be on a big streaming platform. And it was for an entry-level job as a writer's assistant. Now, writer's assistants do not make a lot of money, but uh, it is a, a stepping stone to becoming a writer um, uh, on a TV show. So uh, I was very willing to do it. I was eager to do it. And uh, I, I, I talked to this guy. He was great. He was impressed by the fact that I had made the decision to be a stay-at-home dad. So we were really very much on the same page. And uh, he offered me a job and I took it. And then two weeks later, I found out that their budget had been cut and uh, my position was eliminated. So uh, I was back to square one. And that was very disheartening because, you know, it had been some time there since I'd had an interview and um, I felt like oh, it went well and this is good and my prospects are, are looking good and it just didn't pan out. And so I'm sort of back to square one. And, uh, and as we talk now, still looking. Yeah, so it's got to be interesting. So it's it's interesting though. Then what I love is that they were, I guess, they appreciated the time you took off. Like they didn't look at that as a negative. Yeah, I was very uh, encouraged by that, and I'm hoping that there are more companies out there that will uh, understand that you know this kind of life experience is important. We recognize that it's important for moms. It's important for dads too. And uh, it's important for this next generation of kids that are coming up that they have these kinds of relationships with parents. They're going to be better for it. We're, I, I'm certainly better for having had this relationship, the, the relationship that I'm blessed to have with my son right. in, in my life. And, and I'm hoping that uh, companies can see the value of that. Well, and so, and I trust they will. And here's the other thing, your opportunity that you've been given. So you've been searching for several months. You landed one interview. You were offered yeah. a job that's below really kind of what you're qualified to do and and then don't end up actually not getting it because of, of budget stuff. And I'm going, this probably happens to moms all the time, that when they oh, get sure. back into the workforce, it's at a level that is, you know, the income is less than it was before their child was born. And, um, you know, there's just less flexibility and benefits and so on. I mean, that just doesn't seem right. Well, I guess not. But, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm not trying to look at it that way. I'm not really trying to go into it with, uh, well, I'm too good for this or I've, I've got more experience than that. Uh, I understand that, you know, I made a, I took a step back career-wise so that I could take a step forward as a human being. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I understand that that's got a cost uh, and uh, I'm willing to pay that cost. As far as career goes, I mean, look, it's important. But as I mentioned, you know, we're, we're, we're okay. My wife has yeah. a job and, yeah. um, you know, we're not starving. We're, we have a house we live in. We don't live extravagantly by uh, any measure, but, you know, we're certainly getting by. And uh, I know that there are other people who have it a lot harder than I have it. So uh, I'm not complaining. Um, yeah. but, I, but I am pointing out, and, and I hope that this message gets through, that stay-at-home dads have a lot to offer. It's important for companies to really take a look at people's resumes and not just file them through uh, a, an algorithm that pulls out this or that skill, but that looks at resumes and cover letters and makes these hiring decisions with the, the person behind that resume and the person behind that cover letter, you know, as being seen as a, as a human being mm -hmm. um, who can uh, really add to your culture of your office. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious if there were different, you know, parental leave policies in the U.S. Let's say you could have <laughs> six months or a year 
to stay home and you your job would be protected. Do you think that would have worked for your family or would you have wanted to stay home the whole time? That's really hard to say. You know, for me, certainly those years after two were really rich and full of some very interesting times. It's really when they develop these personalities and become their own people. And I saw his interests develop and I got to nurture those. You know, he was an early swimmer and so loved to swim. And so we would we would do that. And um, he, uh, you know, loved science and, and uh, animals. And so we went to museums and zoos and aquariums. So, you know, there there's moments that I definitely am glad I got to be present for. Do we need a better leave uh, in this country? Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my wife happens to work in HR with the company she's with, and it's an international company. And so she'll tell me stories all the time of what uh, leave is like in Poland or leave is like in, you know, pretty much every other developed country in the world. Yep. Uh, and it puts us to shame. There's simply no reason for it. There's no, no country in the world with the wealth that ours has treats their employees this way. Right. Well, you don't, I mean, Canada, just go, just go a little bit north of you and, and let's adopt some of their policies. And we've done episodes on that that people can go listen to if they choose. I'm curious then as we wrap up, I'm, I'm, as the, the, when we're doing this interview, your story with parents has been out for basically a day. Yeah. So I'm curious on the feedback you've gotten and what people have told you. It's been positive. I kind of almost expected like women to be like, I told you so, but there wasn't any of that. Um, there seems to be a remarkable empathy from women um, who have, again, have experienced this for, you know, since time immemorial, but it's been generally very positive. Uh, other dads that I know are sort of experiencing the same thing. I'll see them. Dads that I used to see on the playground and now I'll go into a coffee shop and they're there on their laptops looking for jobs. Uh, so they're out there. The other dads that are trying to return to work. So, you know, the feedback has been generally very positive on this piece. And I'm glad to just contribute to this conversation that I think is an important one to have. Mm -hmm. And what's your advice to dads who are thinking about staying at home? You've got somebody that's listening that maybe they've got a a baby on the way or their their son or daughter's just been born and they're thinking about it. What would you tell them? Uh, I hope that, that this does not scare you off. Do it. Absolutely do it. If you have the opportunity uh, and, and, and if you can financially manage it, this is time that you will never, ever get back. This is it. They will only be little once. This is it. Um, so absolutely avail yourself of the opportunity to spend time in the presence of your child every moment you can. No question. Okay. Now, maybe someone's listening who says, I like this dude. I want him to work for me. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you do and how someone can get in contact with you if they want to connect. Well, James, uh, as I mentioned, I was a broadcaster for many years. I would love the opportunity to write for television. That's something uh, that has long been a a dream of mine. And I uh, studied at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. So uh, learning to write scenes there some years ago and was a part of that community. So if you need a witty writer, potentially, or a a TV writer, or if you are looking for someone uh, in a broadcast capacity, you know, I I am all ears. Uh, Let's talk. And so how can people find you if they want to? Well, I'm at Guy Larius on Twitter. That's how you and I connected. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. Guy Patton is my name. Awesome. Well, Guy, thanks so much for joining us and sharing your story. Congratulations on the opportunity to stay at home with your son for five years. I wish you the best of luck in your search. And thanks for bringing some awareness to the kind of the role of a stay-at-home dad, what many moms experience when they go back, and the opportunity we have with parental leave in this country. I really appreciate your contributions today. 
Same here, James. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for all you do for dads. Good stuff. Good lessons from Guy. So if you're thinking about staying at home, he said he wouldn't change it for the world. And he gave you some tips on things you can do if you choose to get back in the workforce. And truth is, we've got some work to do here. We can support moms who are staying at home and looking to get back in. We can support dads who are doing the same thing. And uh, it's time. It's time for reform and change when it comes to parental leave programs in this country. There are some ideas out there now that, if you ask me, are not very good because you're borrowing from your retirement to be able to pay for that time. And yes, I get that there's nothing free. And yet if every country in the planet can figure it out, then gosh darn it, we can too. We've got some opportunity there. Hey, I trust you got some value out of this conversation today. And I thank Guy for being on to add value for us. If you did, would you share it with somebody that should hear it? Just you know, share from whatever platform you're listening and then rate us and review us. We like five stars and we love your reviews so that people can learn about Positively Dad and what we're doing. And then we'd love to connect with you online as well. We're at Positively Dad on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So just find us. We're adding content throughout the week that I trust is helping you out and helping you get better and and adding value to your world. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to be on Positively Dad, reach out to me and let me know, james at positivelydad.com, and I'd love to have you on. Thank you so much for listening to Positively Dad. I'm James Shaw. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 